Welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. I'm your host, Lonnie Swain. I'm a media personality, correspondent, and digital influencer. My career has required that I make many cross-country relocations, starting out in my hometown of New Orleans, going to Baltimore, St. Louis, Chicago, Dallas, and ultimately back to New Orleans. I've had to start over and reinvent myself many times, which has made for interesting experiences, opportunities, and of course, some obstacles. The purpose of this show is to remind you that everyone has to go through something to get somewhere. I'll share my personal testimonials, trials, and tips, and invite guests to share theirs, all in hopes of inspiring you to live your best and most authentic personal and professional life, encouraging self-love and self-care. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the show. All right, so you guys know I spoke to you last week about my personal journey with celibacy and sobriety, my 60-day detox. So I am going to be speaking with someone today who can also share in that experience, Miss Kenyatta Scott. She is a Chicago native and graduate of UIC with a postgraduate fellowship from Yale University and an MA in IO psychology from the Adler School of Professional Psychology. Can Yada Scott operates as a speech therapy consultant in the greater Chicagoland area, child advocate, and motivational speaker. She also works with faith-based organizations where her platform is on celibacy as a form of self care. I love that. And discovering one's purpose. As if that is not enough, Kenyatta Scott is also a children's book author, co-author of a book for teens, and is currently working on her adult book, I'm Everyone's Type, which is currently available for pre-sale on Amazon.com. Kenyatta Scott, you do it all. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Lonnie, for having me. That was such a warm introduction. You know, it's just so interesting when you hear somebody else reading off your accolades and sharing with people about all that you've accomplished because you know the journey and struggle Mm -hmm. and ups and downs that it took to add each one of those pieces in and so to hear it all put together uh, just literally to God be all the glory so thank you for having me here Yes, thank you for being here. And I appreciate you being able and willing to share your story and your journey. And we follow each other on social media. And I had done my 60 day detox, celibacy, sobriety. And when I would mention that to people, they would be like, Oh, my God, why are you doing that to yourself? You know, what what brought that on? And it was just a very personal decision for me, something that I felt I needed to do to reach a, a deeper level of clarity mm-hmm. to get in touch with myself and and I didn't think of it at the time as self-care but when I read your words and that's how you framed it I was like that absolutely was a form of self-care for me and so just to hear that you were also taking this this journey of celibacy, I wanted to know what inspired you to practice celibacy. Uh, Before I answer that, first and foremost, I want to thank you for being so brave and sharing your truth, because I can definitely relate to you. In today's society, it is really hard to be that figurehead or be somebody that's doing something that feels so foreign in a society where, honestly, like um, sex is celebrated and it is just over glorified and 
all the platforms and just to be the person that's saying, no, I don't necessarily have to ascribe to this or no, I don't have to do this. And no, you don't necessarily have to do that if you choose not to. To in a sense be that unicorn, Mm -hmm. there is a high level of self-esteem that goes behind that, high level of self-confidence that has to be in place, Mm -hmm. tough, thick skin, and then knowing your why, right? So knowing your why. So I'm going to um, answer your question, what inspired me? What was my why, right? Yeah. So I was raised in the church. I am a woman of faith. And from an early age, they say, train up a child in the way they should go. And I want to say that some of these morals and values, I believe, were like just instilled in me and planted in my heart and spirit before I even knew, right? Before I was cognizant of what was really happening and going on. Mm -hmm. And for me, what took place throughout my dating experience as I was growing up as a teen and a youth was that it just really felt foreign to me when I would get a little close with somebody physically. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I wanted to wait until I was married in my heart. Yeah. Then you become a teenager, you become a young adult, and the noise doesn't get quieter. It actually gets louder around you, where then people are like, well, why aren't you doing this? Well, you're weird if you don't do this. And oh, this is like human nature and and this is how I feel loved and you don't love me if you're not doing this. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, I could only be strong for so long, one. Then two, of course, I wanted like relationships as well and interactions and it was maybe difficult to find someone and meet someone that would be going on this same journey with me feeling like you had to do that if you wanted to keep a relationship or even sometimes get one. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the peer pressure is mm-hmm. real out here. For yeah. teenagers, it is very real. And a lot of times it, is, it can be tied to your self-worth. We know that relationships are oftentimes representative of are we worthy of love or not. So honestly, to be able to say, oh, I'm with someone is seen as like a badge of honor in some ways, if you will, especially exactly. when you're in high school, right? Like yeah. you're that girl that wants to be carrying the balloons around uh, throughout the corridor for Valentine's Day because you're publicly able to say someone cares about me enough that they love me. And then, yeah. okay, well, what's my trade-off? My trade-off is me honestly maybe doing something that I don't feel like I'm ready for, me honestly like giving of myself a part of myself in a way that I'm not ready to part with, but they say that I would do this if I love them. Well, now I'm confused because I do love them, but I also love me. So who do I choose? Right. Mm-hmm. Who do I choose? And my apologies for actually going a little bit off topic, but that's where it really starts, right? So for yeah. us as young women, we start to formulate these ideas and these thoughts around love. So what helped me to honestly start doing this journey, this personal journey in my adult years that you were able to see and hear me talking about is the fact that it was ingrained in me from a little child and that it never felt right to me. It never felt right with my spirit, not like morally right, but it just never felt right for me, Kenyatta. And so finally, honestly, 
I had had enough. I, I developed the courage. I was needing to walk away from a relationship that was no longer servicing me, but I was very romantically tied to this person by way of the physical. And so I needed to end that relationship and end those ties. And for me, the way out was to be celibate and to be true to myself, finally, finally. Because you knew that that relationship wouldn't survive that. They wouldn't stick around for it. I knew that I wouldn't be strong enough to break up with that person if I were still physically engaged with them because my heart and who I am, my spirit is so tied to the physical. Mm. So I needed that inner strength. So I needed to pull, it felt like pulling pieces of me, putting me back together, right? So building me back up Mm -hmm. um, confidence-wise and esteem-wise, honestly. Mm -hmm. It started off as a very personal journey, very personal and very private. Let me just put that out there. Mm -hmm. I never intended to go public with this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And did you tell anyone, were your friends or family supportive, the people that you did tell, did they think that you were crazy when you told them this plan? No, people were really encouraging because I was raised in a faith-based household. I honestly had a lot of people of faith around me. And so Good. they understood because there's something within the faith culture that we call soul ties. Mm-hmm. And so they actually saw my destiny being maybe bigger and greater than I saw at the current time. Mm-hmm. And when I would share with them things about the relationship or feeling like it might be time and, and this was maybe a way that I could like really start to get strong enough to do so, they encouraged me to do uh, whatever would give me the biggest voice and and the biggest amount of courage. I love that. And with any big decisions in our lives, having the right people around you to support you and what you need to be doing in that moment is so important. I agree 100%. Even now, I have to still have those same people around me so that you can pull upon by way of, honestly, accountability partners that are able to support you in your journey, that when maybe you're weak, they're able to remind you of your reply. How was the journey for you? Yours was 60 days. Mine has been a few years now. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I'm not in a committed relationship, then the celibacy is kind of a easy thing for the most part. Usually if I am just dating casually, then sex is not even an issue. And and usually I'm weird. Like I'm one of those serial monogamous. So I find somebody that I like and then it's like I get in a relationship. I have not ever dated actively and found someone that I liked and said, oh, I'm practicing celibacy. So that's on a different level. And we're going to get into that later. It Um, is. It is a different level. And it's it's interesting that you said you're one of the weird people that is like (laughs) serial monogamy because I don't think it's weird. I honestly, I I celebrate that, right? Mm -hmm. And like literally when you're engaging with somebody, you're so purposeful. Mm -hmm. You're like literally like, okay, 
I like this person, all right, because I'm mm-hmm. the same way as well. Mm-hmm. I'm a relationship person. So. But this society, Kenyatta, seems not to be. So that's where mm-hmm. I say it's it's weird because, you know, that's what I'm about. And other people, you know, when you get out into the dating world, it seems like most people are looking for a situationship or they're okay with that or they don't know what they want. Or, you know, they feel like they have to date you for two years to figure out if they want to be in a relationship with you. You know, so it's just kind of a lot of difficulty finding people who are in alignment with what it is that I was seeking. Um, that was true. one of the, the things for me. So that's where it made me, or I should say, it made me feel weird that that was what I wanted because it was so hard to find someone who wanted the same things and who demonstrated that in their actions and who was consistent about demonstrating those things about what they wanted and who they were and and just all of those things. So my experience was definitely different in that respect. Um, But I think, and because there was not a dating factor, I think it was better. But what I will say is that the piece that I added to it that I know is not a part of yours from reading your uh, posts in your website is no masturbation either. So I wasn't doing anything of a sexual nature and just really realizing when I had the strongest desires to do those things. And usually it was an indication of something else being not what I wanted it to be or being frustrated about something or just myself not being in alignment. But when I was in alignment and when I was happy and when I was walking in my purpose and and proactively pursuing my dreams, I really wasn't thinking about having a drink, a sip of alcohol, which I'm not a big drinker anyway. I wasn't thinking about having sex. I wasn't really thinking about masturbating. I wasn't thinking about any of that because I was genuinely happy and content with Mm -hmm. myself. So that was the biggest eye opener and just how a lot of things that were done. And I talk about um, smoking funny cigarettes, aka weed or anything that's, you know, of mood altering, all of those things, what I realized that when you have those desires to do those things is your body's way of telling you something's not right with this situation. Um, And similarly, Mm. if you have to do something like have sex or anything that you don't feel comfortable in order to be more connected to someone or to please them, then that's another indication. So it's just when you when we do these numbing techniques or things that, you know, and even with sex and you talk about a soul tie, how you can be so tied to someone in the flesh and that physical part is so good, but that's a distraction of all of the character flaws or the, or the ways in which you don't Absolutely. connect on a mental and emotional level. So that's where Absolutely. you're overcompensating in this physical realm, you know. So it's just realizing all of those things, how, how we as humans find ways to distract ourselves and focus only on what we want to focus on in that moment. And we'll do mm-hmm. other things that are not necessarily good to kind of balance that out or justify it to ourselves. Absolutely. That does happen. To clarify, 
are you when you bring up the masturbation are you saying that different from what i have shared as far as that you weren't practicing masturbation or that you were i was not okay so I have, and I'm believing that you might be referencing other interviews that I've done where I speak to the topic of masturbation. And so I speak to the topic of it. Personally, I don't practice it. Oh, I have not. um, Yeah. But if people ask me the question around it and about it, of course, you know, it's like I have to answer it, have Mm -hmm. to give my thoughts right on it, Mm -hmm. on the topic Mm -hmm. itself. Personally, I don't engage in masturbation because I am committed to this process. Mm -hmm. I believe that it is very important for me, for my mind to be stronger than my flesh. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to have any, like like when you mentioned other vices, right? I don't want to have anything that can possibly distract me and take me off my course. Mm -hmm. So no, I have not practice masturbation and uh, since I took this celibacy journey years ago I haven't mm-hmm. okay what I do share on the topic of masturbation is that once again people have to know themselves you yeah. have to know what your triggers may be and if that is something that is that in alignment with your celibacy goal honestly mm-hmm. does it help mm-hmm. you get closer to your goal or does it detract from it mm-hmm. so I really try to come at it from a non-judgmental space, mm-hmm. but while really sharing with people for them to answer that own question for themselves. And not that I think anything is wrong with it. There's no judgment. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, what I find with masturbation is that the more you partake in masturbation, the stronger your desire for sexual engagement. So absolutely, because I feel like your thought is there. Yes. Thought is there. At least for me, mm-hmm. I can say I can only speak for me and say what it does for me. Exactly. So it does not help me per se to calm down. Right. It actually only gets me worked up. Exactly. So that's why exactly. I refrain from it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, same here. Same. But I know here, so. sometimes depending <laughs> on who you ask, depending on what man you ask, you know, uh-huh. the right. conversation can be different. Exactly, because there's people that are listening probably saying I'd never make it through the celibacy journey if I can't do some masturbation. So I don't know. But whatever works for you and and like you said, whatever your goals are in in taking Mm -hmm. this walk. Um, Your reason why. Yes. And so for you, how has your life changed since you made this decision? Girl, you already see. I told you (laughs) that it was it started off by being such a private decision and honestly I had to pull upon a strength and a force that I saw is outside of myself and bigger than myself because I didn't believe that honestly Kenyatta Scott the person was capable of really being able to be successful in this journey Mm -hmm. and so what I did to uh, answer your question how has it been for me is that I prayed initially And I I said, you know, like, God, help me, help me to do this. Uh, Help me to be strong enough. You're my strength. You say you're strong when I'm weak. And one of my prayers was, you know, like, help me to do this and use me. Use me in this experience. Use me for your glory and be careful what you pray for. Mm -hmm. Because lo and behold, a girlfriend came and one day she asked, like, hey, I have this group of girls. 
have a nonprofit. Would you mind speaking to them? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I, I didn't know what she wanted me to talk about, but everything I do is in alignment with helping children. Yeah. And so I said, yeah, sure. What would you like for me to talk about? And she mm-hmm. said, your celibacy journey. I was like, oh, no, 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 ma'am. Mm-hmm, no. I will talk about anything but that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but these girls need you. And I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And then I'm telling God, I'm like, God, let this cup pass me by. Give it to somebody else. Have somebody else. I said, you want me to refer you to some people? Mm-hmm. She said, no. I want you to think about this. Mm-hmm. So what came to mind then was that prayer where I said, use me. All right? Yeah. So I couldn't say no. And that is how this journey, this public journey began. Is I started off speaking with youth organizations on the topic of self-esteem and celibacy. From there, it just grew to when I would post and say, I'm doing this for children. Adults would secretly, because yes, there's a level of shame attached to this. Yeah. You have to be very self-confident. It's my thought that people aren't necessarily seeking out, right, to make fun of people as much as it may come from they don't understand fully. Mm-hmm. They don't fully understand. Some wish secretly that they could be strong enough to do this. Other people, honestly, can be maybe selfish, where they literally just don't want you to be celibate because they want you to have sex with them. Well, now they're on a personal journey, right, to mm-hmm. try and encourage you to stop doing this. Right. So. It can come in all different ways, shapes, and form. I was scared. I was scared I wouldn't get dates. I was scared that nobody, but God had told me that he has not given me a spirit of fear. So I knew I needed to go forth. I, and now with the tour coming up and everything I'm doing, I know that I was purposed for this season because I am helping people. Like I said, a lot of adults have been, men and women, in my inbox privately and secretly and sharing their story, sharing their journey, and just honestly so happy to meet somebody that is public about this, that they can share their personal story with. People are craving the accountability partners out here. Mm-hmm. They really are. There are people that are really trying to do this walk and they are looking for any little drop of support they can get because it is hard out here. Mm-hmm. It truly is. And so how have you approached the dating piece? Is that something that you tell people immediately when you start the first conversation? How has that response specifically been? A lot of times people come my way by way of the DM. So either on Instagram, (laughs) LinkedIn, Facebook. And with that being said, they already know. Okay. Because it's, it's so public on there. So they already know the platform. However, the actual sharing with others how to date while celibate and then the actual practice of dating while celibate I have found to be different okay I have found that I have evolved as a person from day one and the things that were my triggers versus being in a relationship and and sharing space with someone and being conscious of this journey and and honestly engaging perhaps with people and men that this was not their personal choice and their personal walk-in journey until they met me. Mm-hmm. So I'm then having to pull myself back because I have flesh moments too. I yeah. have moments where I get weak and I have to remind myself of the support that I needed to pull upon year one 
so the type of support that I need to give to this person month one, month two, has to be very strong. Has yeah. to be very strong. And so, and I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. I am human, and the, the dating process it is interesting. It is fun. <laughs> yes. It is purposeful, and it's rewarding though. Like when it works, it's just very rewarding. But it definitely stretches you, mm-hmm. and you grow. You grow. I'm okay with this season because I know what it is and what it's for be purposeful right how you how you shared earlier that you're really wanting to get to know that person like do do you Mm -hmm. like them as a person when you remove that physical piece yeah you like them who they are and so I think by removing that physical component one you you guys got to be strong for each other right Mm -hmm. so you're tapping into just these inner strengths and you're seeing a different side of somebody Mm -hmm. but then also do I enjoy hanging out with you even when the physical isn't involved, am I able to come up with other unique ways to express physical touch if that is your love language, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And then the other important piece for me is that I am preserving myself as much as I can for my husband Mm -hmm. or something that like rightfully belongs to him. So if I'm engaging with and seriously dating somebody and we're going through the struggle, know that like this struggle is for you and for us. Mm-hmm. And so if someone's listening right now and they're saying, you know what, I've been saying I'm going to do it. I haven't done mm-hmm. it, but what are three tips that you would give someone preparing to embark upon a celibacy journey? I would say one is the know your why. You have to have a strong reason behind your why in order to be successful at this. It's the same way you approach, honestly, wanting to lose weight and having to set things up in place that will help you get closer to your goal. But how bad you want it will determine how successful you are at it. So that's number one, know your why. And it has to be like so ingrained in like, what you want, not what others told you that they want. Know your why. Mm-hmm. Two, know yourself. You have to know what your triggers are. Other people can't necessarily dictate everything for you as far as stay away from this, refrain from that, engage in this mm-hmm. down to the T, except you. Mm-hmm. So you have to once again know your why, then know yourself and, because you're able to know what your triggers are. The third thing we touched on which I believe is so very important, your accountability partners. Get people around you that you feel comfortable with, sharing your journey, comfortable with, that are going to support you and encourage you in this process. And one good way for people to find like-minded people and accountability partners is to come to one of your tour stops, Sprinkle of Love Tour. Congratulations on that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. So because of the influx of DMs secretly and privately by adults, I said, you know what? I think adults need support too. Mm -hmm. And how can I seek to impact and help the children if I'm not helping their parents? Mm -hmm. If I'm not helping and pouring into 
us also, the adults. And so that's how the Sprinkle of Love Tour was created. So for those that are listening, I encourage and welcome everyone to attend of all walks of life. You do not have to be faith-based, rooted in faith. If this is a decision that you're either thinking about doing or you're already doing it and you would maybe like a few more tips because the classes are actually three-hour courses, intensive master classes called the Toolkit for Celibacy, in which I break down some physical tools that you can take home with you to help you be more successful. I've, I've had couples come out to the class, so they are already walking that walk, and they're just looking for maybe a few more things that they can add to their repertoire, people wanting accountability partners, people just honestly coming out and seeing that they're not the only one. I welcome and encourage everyone to come out. I'm going to touch on celibacy, self-care, and purpose. I'm definitely going to discuss dating. I'm definitely going to discuss how, how you can mentally prepare yourself. Masturbation typically comes up also. And any other questions, there will be a Q&A segment left open. So I'm hitting six major cities this summer, including Atlanta. The first stop is in Atlanta, Washington, D.C., New York, L.A., Dallas, Philly, and then back home to Chicago, hometown. Find the information and purchase tickets. They're available now at www.thesprinkleoflovetour.com. Again, that's thesprinkleoflovetour.com. And I'm also available for group sales, group rates. So for those, I do have a phone number that you can contact and I can assure you that we will get right back to you. Absolutely. So, and it's not too late to still get some for Atlanta, even though Atlanta is coming up in two weeks. Awesome. Love it, love it, love it. If someone wants to contact you and have you come speak at their school or faith-based organization, or they just want to connect with you and share their celibacy journey with you, how do they get in touch with you? So I am available via email, Scott at KenyattaScott.com. Also on social media, that would be Kenyatta Scott underscore. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Please visit my website, LonnieSwain.com, where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, check out companion blog posts, show notes, and lots of other cool stuff. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Buzzsprout, CastBox, Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and my website. I love and appreciate all of your feedback, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Until next time, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Talk to you soon.